I feel like I haven't talked to you in so long. Look uh, at this. Seth MacFarlane's backyard, maybe? Oh. I smoke more pot than you do. I, I'm, I know the backyard, but I don't you remember. You smoke more pot than Bob Marley's <laughs> rhythm section. I do not. No, I smoke sparingly. I smoke for specific reasons, for things that I uh, only can do better. <laughs> Fortunately, that's most of the important things in my life. So, but what, I don't smoke every day. Hmm. Yeah. Listen. I mean, <laughs> well, look, you, you, Dad. I promise, I'll, I won't be. Up. You, you, you joke about killing your wife every ten minutes. People are going to think you murdered your wife at some point, <laughs> and I, I feel the same way about you and Pot. <laughs> yeah. Who was it that did that? Uh, Somebody well, made Henny Youngman wanted us to take his wife, please, I think. What year do you think we met? Well, I used to do, I mean, for sure, I, I used to do PI all the time, like back in the later 90s, what was early that? 2000s. <laughs> oh, did you see I still have the sign? Oh, yeah. Isn't that amazing? Oh, yeah, that's it. That's, that's the, the sign. That's the sign. But, so, okay, yeah, yes, I mean, did I, PI I probably time, met right? you before PI, for sure. But we weren't comedians together, right? No. We were, where are you from? I don't know. Where I'm, you f- I'm from North Hollywood. I'm from like so that So you started way. out here. Yeah. Right. And I started back east. And I don't remember ever being on a gig with you. No, I wasn't, I wasn't <clears throat> doing stand-up back then. And I didn't really come up in a traditional way. I was. Uh, right. You were always kind of there. Yeah. Well, what? Uh, yeah, I I certainly can confirm that. I was always there. No, like it's amazing. You have become a little bit of a you know you're one of a, those American characters. Mm. You know, on the list of things that are good, if if you did okay in life, like you must feel very good about yourself because it's like the worst thing is oh, I fucking went into show business and didn't make it. Mm-hmm. which happens to most people who go into show business. Sure. But, you know, your shit came out in the wash. You ha- you know, you're like the OG of podcasting, and you have this huge thing yeah. now. And, you know, and even before that, like when we were younger, we had shows, PI, and you yeah, had... Yeah, I mean, it, it, it is, it's, it's interesting. So I don't think people really understand the marathon versus the sprint you know, they think show business is a sprint. Like, who's hot? Right. Who's the it boy? Who's the whatever? Yeah. Like, everyone wants to be the right. it boy, but being an it boy is like being a one-hit wonder. Like, do you want to be that it well, person? Can, no, that's not true. You can be an it boy. Justin Bieber was an it boy. And then parlay it boyness into a much more substantial career. Yeah. I mean... Yeah, but, but I would say the batting average of the one-hit wonders or the it boys in terms of attrition, in terms of longevity, is probably less. But I, I agree with you. Like, sometimes I sit back and think I've turned show business, or at least my version of it, into a, a 30-year haul. You know, or at this point, you know, coming up on thirty years, and it's it's, it's weird to to take a weird job and turn it 
into just a sort of a long-running full-time That's thing. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, you, <laughs> your prostate may be enlarging all these other yeah, things. Yeah, i got to use the bathroom, actually. <laughs> I know we just started. Yeah. <laughs> may be happening, and you can't help all the things that happen in age, but you have to admit, the anxiety I had before I made it was a terrible thing to live with. I, was, was I would it, not have been good if I had, you know, was... That's <laughs> in here in this basement. <laughs> was it the anxiety of high. not making it, or the anxiety well, of being making it and being it's, pushed out? It's like out. being in a war in the army. It's like the anxiety of we all go into battle. <laughs> I don't want to be the one get shot. You know, I don't want to be the one selling oranges on the freeway or whatever. You know, I mean, it's a cruel business, show business. The, you know, look. You know what? Look at the end of any movie. That's like. Any time from 10 years, even two years ago, but especially old ones, and you see like all the, you know, after the stars, like every person who was in the movie, you don't recognize one of those names. Yeah. You should try walking through a graveyard. <laughs> Same <laughs> batting average with recognition on names. Yeah, no, I, I agree. You? I, I think, and I don't know what your process or mindset was going in. Mine was not to be a loser. <laughs> Mine was <laughs> my no, theme. Nobody's going to hire you because of your headshots or your fake resume. Hey, no, that's so true. Nobody's yeah. going to. Nobody likes you. Nobody loves you. No one's going to give you a break. If right. you want to stay in this business, you have to generate material, churn out material, have an audience, deliver to that audience. Like you are going to need to show up. And deliver. It's not going to be because you know a guy named Marty and <laughs> he's yeah. going to take care of you. That was always my. Uh, what now? Remember 80 seconds ago when you said you didn't smoke pot very much? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, but I, Adam, I, what I said was I don't smoke every day. Right. I feel, I feel bad. I feel like you, you ever watch like old Johnny Carson episodes? And no. the panel smoking, <laughs> or, or a roast, like sure, a Demont roast or something. Yeah, of course, yeah. And, and you know, the guy sits down next to Johnny, and he, he lights up a cigarette, right? Right. And also, it's weird going back looking at those old Johnny Carsons because you're like, Dabney Coleman smoked. I didn't know that, but everyone smoked. But they light the cigarette, but then they're sort of talking the whole time, and right. there's this thing. Uh, yeah, John, and it really, they never get to smoke the cigarette. It's just. I feel like I'm doing that to you right well, now. Let's have a drink. Okay. You- <laughs> let's have a drink. I had a drink. Are you uh, having a drink? Yeah, I am. Johnny Carson, I thought of this just the other day. Johnny Carson has now been uh, off for the exact amount of time that he was on, 29 and a half years. Really? Wow. <laughs> I got I to gotta hit that joint because now I'm freaking out. <laughs> now, doesn't that blow your mind? I mean, a guy I'll, who, I'll tell you, if you want to play those kind of like games, like you watch, you know, the love boat and you go, I'm older <laughs> than Captain Steubing was in his third season and your head explodes yeah. because when you're a kid, yes. he was the oldest guy at sea. Right. And now <laughs> he's younger than you are now. Right. Or, you know, this, I know. Like when I think about uh, uh, the songs that I listened to when I first was listening to music, late 60s. You know, Beatles, Rolling Stones, you know, 
this kind of stuff. Yeah. Like that big band sound that my father listened to was completely gone in 1965. Right. But now, the song, this kind of music I listen to still is, is still with us. But it does kind of make you wonder, like, music, architecture, design, automobiles. If it can be really good 50 years from now, then it's, then it's good. Well, that's and, what I'm saying. That says a lot about rock and roll, rock pop music. That we, I mean, guitar-driven, not big band sound. Benny Goodman did not last that long. They don't. They didn't play Benny Goodman. Well, he 20. got a plane crash. So no, that was Glenn Miller. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> Benny Goodman or Guy Lombardo or Les Brown. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, 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 it is interesting the things in history that turn over really quickly versus the things that have the longevity versus the things like bell bottoms or men's ties, like that come in and then leave and then right. come back like a thin tie, then a fat tie, then we take 20 years off. Now it's a right. fat tie. Right. <laughs> it goes back to a thin tie. But like, if you listen to songs and commercials when they spend the money and buy a popular song, it's very often a song from the late 60s, 70s, you know, that are bridge over troubled water. I don't think they bought that one. But stuff like, but there are songs like that that everybody knows. Yeah. And they're 50 years old. Well, I didn't know any songs in 1969 from 1919. So, like, you weren't going, like, humming to Won't You Be My Melancholy Baby. Right. Maybe there was, <laughs> exactly, or Alexander's right. Ragtime no, right. Band. No, no. Everyone, everyone had some kooky grandpa that right. had a thing. Well, and, and, but it was also, they weren't captured digitally. So you'd have to say to grandpa, get out the wax cylinder. I want to hear something. From, or something. Right, right. I just kind of have this thing that, that quality endures. You know, the Beatles, you know, like... like the cream was, rises to the top. Right, but yeah, I was saying the other yeah. day, when I was a kid, I enjoyed All in the Family. Oh, and I, yeah. I was too young to really get a lot of the references and a lot of the jokes, but it was good. And I sort of liked it because it was good, even though I was eight or nine years old. It was groundbreaking. Right. And I, I feel like good art, good, good jokes, good comedy, good, good writing, like it, it endures. And I, and I also feel like, you know, I have kids, and if you show them good stuff and they see, you know, it's like <clears throat> one of the hottest shows was like The Office, all the 13-year-olds just watch the shit out of the office. And you're going, like, that's counterintuitive because it was off the air. And, you know, so why good. would they go back and watch it? But it was good. So that's good. why they liked The I Office. I love that show. So you have kids. Yes. <laughs> I know. Do you like them? <laughs> what? Yeah, I like, I like one of them, let's be honest. That's probably better than a lot of people. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know what? I always said that to people. As you know, I've never had kids. So, like, when I talk to parents, they all say that. And they think, they say it like, I'm the only one. And I'm like, no, I'm telling you, you all sound alike. You all think you're the only one to be saying, oh, I don't know about my kids. No, you all are very iffy on your kids. Because kids today are impossible. Yeah. And it's, and then I'm sure that sounds to some people like, oh, come on, they were always impossible. No. No, I mean, there were always some impossible kids. But as a... 
whole field of fucking brats. Yes. They are fucking... <laughs> well, because... <laughs> it's like, yes. Well, no, I, I'll tell you what it is. There, there, we used to have a hierarchy. There was a sort of a right. pecking order. Like, for instance, when I grew up, I was scared shitless of every one of my friend's dads. Yes. You would never... I, I was in my house, it was, it was a year and a half ago, and one of my daughter's friends roller skated past me in my house. Oh. I came right down the hardwood floor and just oh. like, went, you know, it's like, hey, Mr. C, you know, just blew past <laughs> me. And I was like, could you imagine roller skating inside? If I went to Mr. Vendig's house and started, laced up the skates and he came home from work, he would, he would choke me out in the living room. Like, I was scared shitless <laughs> right. of my friend's dad. Yes. You couldn't touch your stuff. You have kids now. You go into the kitchen, and you'll just randomly walk in the kitchen. One of your kid's friends will just be making waffles. Right. And you'd be like, what the, what's, you know, hey, Mr. C, I, I got my roller skates. I'm making waffles. Like, could you imagine going into one of your no, friend's I, houses I, I, and cooking? This, this is so uh, interesting because... Maybe like two months ago, three months ago, something like that, the winner, a very good friend of mine, and it happens to be very famous, but we're not going to know who this is, go over to his house, and the, like, I think 16-year-old, it's just astounding how, first of all, just that kids will invite themselves into the adult conversation. Right. And, and that was something we never did. No. You had to be invited in and it usually to answer like one question. <laughs> right. You know what? Something that they wanted to know or wanted to give you a moment or whatever, and then off you're on your way. Right. You know. Yeah. No, you well, first off, we weren't when we were kids, on the very off chance we might go out to dinner, <laughs> no one wanted our input as to what restaurant we're going to. Oh, of you know what I mean? Not. Like so now Right. <laughs> the conversations are like, you know, oh. we're going out, we're going to the restaurant. It's, I don't want Mexican food. Oh. And you're like, what? And then then it's, but we've empowered them, essentially exactly. weaponized them. Yes. You know what I mean? So we're like, what kind of food it's do just, you want, I honey? Always, I want Greek food. Well, I had Greek for lunch. Well, I want Thai food. It's like, we didn't get a vote. First off, you're going out to dinner. You're fucking lucky. But, Zip it. That's how it was when we were growing up. But- you did it to yourselves. That's yes. all I can say to parents. And, well, and, we we and what this, we and society. You are society. What do you mean? They're your kids. You can bring them up any way you want. No, no, no. You can't bring no, them I up know, any so, way you want I know because the prevailing with Whitney exactly. Houston started singing about right. children are future, yes. and we all were fucked. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you. Well, it's like let let's but just as say, a as a collective, you parents fucked it up. Yes, and I always did. think you you fucked it up doubly because you fucked your kids up by blowing smoke up their ass. And you fucked your life up because now your life is all this, having to negotiate with a child well, for what restaurant you're going to go but let's to. Let's not forget, that we've also... That is astoundingly... I don't know why I'm so mad. You missed, I don't, <laughs> you missed a key component I'm, I'm, of this. I'm, I'm, I'm no, you missed for a, you. You missed a component. That's how fucking bad this is. You missed a key component of this, which does affect you, which is you fucked up the kids... You fucked up your own life, and you fucked up society because right. you have to hire these little fuckers when they're 22, <laughs> and they're right. taking me days left and You're right. You're so right. So it's more global than you think, and it does affect you. Yes, you. it sure does. 
We are supported by SignalWire. If you're a developer or a product builder trying to add video communication to your app or service, there is no good option. You either build from scratch, which can take forever, or try to repurpose an existing app like Zoom, or as I like to call it, hey, you froze. But what if you could have out-of-the-box video conference ability with unlimited control to customize the experience to fit your application? I really hope the nerds are listening because this is good shit. SignalWire is a technology arsenal that allows anyone with an idea to create more natural, real-time interactive experiences and do it fast. With SignalWire, you can build whatever you can imagine with cutting-edge real-time video. And SignalWire provides developer-friendly APIs and SDKs to help you get up and running with a few clicks and a snippet of code, instead of months of complex development work. Visit SignalWire.com random to sign up for a free account and receive an additional 5,000 video minutes for testing your app or integration. Go to SignalWire.com random. Get communications APIs from the OGs of software to find telecom at SignalWire. Go to SignalWire.com random. What's worse than a bad night's sleep? Tossing and turning, husband snoring, dog farting? A Helix mattress can solve all of that. Well, not the dog. That's between you and his vet. But we're talking about Helix mattresses here. Helix is so easy and quick to unbox, and with a Helix, you fall asleep faster and wake up feeling rested with more energy for morning sex. Helix Sleep has a quiz that takes just two minutes to complete and matches your body type and sleep preferences to the perfect mattress for you. Everybody's unique, and Helix knows that. So they have several different models to choose from. They have soft, medium, and firm mattresses that are great for cooling you down, mattresses great for spinal alignment, and even a Helix Plus mattress for plus-size sleepers. And you can eat the box it comes in. The mattress comes right to your door shipped for free. You don't even ever need to go to a mattress store again. Helix was awarded the number one best overall mattress pick of 2021 by GQ and has been recommended by multiple leading doctors of sleep medicine as a go-to solution for improving sleep. Just go to helix.com random, take their two-minute sleep quiz, and they'll match you to a customized mattress that will give you the best sleep of your life. They have a 10-year warranty, and you get to try it out for 100 nights, risk-free. It's only risky for the next guy they sell it to. They'll even pick it up for you if you don't love it, but you will. Helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners at helixsleep.com random. Not to bite the hand that feeds me, but, you know, there is, it is interesting that there is this um, shift now in the country where, you know, the Democrats used to be more the working party, and now they're seen increasingly as the elitists, you know. And these are the kids who go to these, you know, the prep schools and the, and the Ivy League, League colleges, right. you know. I mean, they're not typical of the thinking that is in the middle of the country or even most of the country, or even, I think, representative oftentimes of a traditional liberal like myself. Well, you know, it's, it's interesting that I am like you in many ways, that I'm an atheist, I'm liberal, I'm, you know, pot, mar- gay marriage, legalization, legalization of drugs. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm all for all that. I always have been. Yeah, you're That's just my, a normal suburban is. dad. And then, like, at a certain point, 
I've run into the same shit you've run into. Like, I want to pull a permit to build something on my property, right. and I have to go down and, you know, I, I, I got this answer, this very ominous and scary answer. I went down to the city of Glendale. I bought a warehouse. I wanted to pull a permit to build, like, some storage or mezzanine or something like that. And I go into the city of Glendale building and safety department, and there's some 25-year-old chick behind the counter. And she says, uh, <laughs> what do you- chick. Chick, dame, broad. And I said, what do you, I said- uh, She have nice wheels? Yeah, gams. <laughs> so, sticks. Sticks, getaway sticks. She had a nice fart tank on her too, Bill. <laughs> fart tank. <laughs> That's construction talk. Yeah, we're back so, on the man show. I said to her, I said to her, I want to get this permit, whatever, in this warehouse. And she said, uh, what do you want to do with that warehouse? And I said, I'm just going to, I'm going to put some cars in that warehouse. And she went, they might let you do that. Oh. And I thought, they might let you do oh. that. Like, yeah. And so no, that's, there's where you and I are simpatico. Well, like we're, it, lots of people are simpatico with that. You don't, that right. that's not a right-wing thing to... I, I had a, the, this house, the garage door was, when I bought the house, it had three. You could put three cars, but they were, they had to be three very tight. It was too tight. Right. So I went, okay, this is a two-car garage that you sold as a three-car garage. Right. I'm going to turn it back into a, you know. So just that, there was like three or four inspections. And I'm like, you know what? If, if the... If I fuck up and the garage door falls, garage ceiling falls on me, that's on me. Right. I mean, no one has to look over my shoulder. Right. I mean, you, you have to be some level of, of personal right. responsibility and get out of my hair. And you feel like, oh, yeah, because it's people's jobs, you know, oh, I could be more people in government and hey, right. somebody when, has to go around and look at my garage door and that person gets a salary and... You know, it just looks very corrupty, and it's like why we can't get anything done in this state. We can't build a railroad. We couldn't. I, they they no. couldn't ha- house the homeless. You know, they and also. You know, I just saw an article where Elon Musk was like, "I'm tunneling." You know, he's doing this whole tunneling project. <laughs> yeah, you know, right. and he burrows as well. And by the way. <laughs> I just thought about this. I love him. No one's got the range of Elon Musk. He goes to outer space and he goes to inner core Earth. Like he literally (laughs) goes down. He's like, do you want to live on terra firma? No, I'm either going down or I'm going up. These morons who like make fun of him and hate him, like the people on Saturday Night Live, a few of them do protest. It's like, could you not piss off the one guy who might figure out how to get out of the global warming mix? You know, the the one guy who might invent the thing. He's going to invent carbon scrubbers and you're calling him an asshole. (laughs) Could you let Let him do that? Yes. Yeah, so. So he, you know, was in California, moved to Texas because I, the thing oh, yeah. I, the, yeah. the, I, I want to get in front of the like LA city council and governor Newsom and everyone to just go, the smartest man on the planet decided to leave California. <laughs> what does that say about your state? But yeah. he, he's doing the tunneling thing. It's interesting. He's doing it in Texas. I think he's doing it in Nevada. And we have a big traffic problem here in L.A. and the pass, the 405 and blah, blah, blah. And he was going to tunnel through the pass and everything like that. And he says, I'm not doing it there. It's too regulated. I can't get anything done. So what we do essentially in California, the same thing we sort of do to these businesses. We go, 
we're going to tax the shit out of you. And they go, well, we're just going to go out of town and shoot in New Mexico. We're going right. to go out of town and shoot in yeah. Atlanta. We're going to go to Prague, right? So then you get 0% of zero or 100% of zero, whatever it is. And we go, fine, we're taking a moral stand. And my thing is, why not... Let's not send Elon Musk packing. Let's let's have him live where he wants to live, California, and get some shit done for us. I just, how long have you been married? Uh, I'm getting divorced. Oh, you way. are. Yeah, Congratulations. But, uh, I mean, I'm welcome. sorry. We're welcome. <laughs> uh, it was like eight, 18, 19 years. It was yeah, somewhere around eighteen years. What do you make of that whole thing? I mean, like the just the insanity of attempting to be with the same person forever? Well, it... Because it's not the person that goes bad. It's, I feel like it's over-familiarity that kills it. The people uh, are still good people, or, are they, or else they wouldn't have liked each other to begin with, and they would have, wouldn't have gotten married, unless they did it in a week, you know, one of those quickie marriages. But you, mm-hmm. you probably didn't do that. No. Okay, so it's, it's the, it's the over-familiarity that it's like two rats in a cage or something... You know, <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> right? Yeah. Listen, if I, I if I get married again, I want you to preside over it <laughs> and use the rat in the cage analogy. <laughs> um, and then once you get out of the cage, just rats, you go onto the hamster wheel, where you perpetually have to have sex with the same person for the rest of your life. I I, I will say this, and but you I, know the I, old joke: hmm. Why are divorces so expensive? Because they're, they're worth worth it. it. So I, I'll, I'll, I'll say this, and I, I think it'll adequately address what you're saying. <laughs> Which is, I, I used to be with you, like this notion of you have to be with the same person for the rest of your life, you know? And it seemed, I, I'm with you on that. Like, it, it seemed like a fool's errand, or how we're not wired for that, or like blah, blah, blah. Crazy. But then I would... I would ask you to look at it this way. There are friends you've had who are very long, enduring relationships where they've actually sort of grown and prospered over the years. Yeah, you know but what I mean? wasn't fucking them. Well, you weren't. <laughs> I fuck him all every third day. When I'm... No, but I, 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 we'll leave sex out of this. But we'll well, just... you can't leave sex out of it. It's the heart of the well, whole you problem. Should, you what should you get mean? married. You could leave sex out of it. <laughs> but you can't. That's no, the point. Right. You can't. Mm. And eventually... All right, we'll weave, we'll you... weave sex into it. But what, I, what I'm saying is, is sort of philosophically, you can be attracted to the same person and you can have a fruitful emotional, mental relationship with the same person for a long period of time. But getting back to my point, we have friends and we have long enduring relationships that even seem to, we foster these great relationships that even seem to grow stronger over the years. But then you have friends that you've kind of, as you've gotten older and grown and had thoughts where they kind of drifted and, and they've gone the other way. So I think when you meet people that have been married for 61 years and that person's still their best friend and all that kind of shit. Look, I know you look at them as simpletons. No. I do as well. (laughs) No, I'm with you. Absolutely not. I'm with you. I'm not, well, I'm not with you. I don't look at them as simpletons. But there is a version of this where the 
two of you grow in the same direction, just sort of like a friendship is. And then there's a version where you grow and go a direction and the other person goes the other direction, which is an accurate rendition of any relationship in life. So I don't think it's inherently flawed. I think if you know and grow and go the same direction, you may endure. But the problem is, is, Oftentimes that doesn't happen, like all the guys you went to high school with who used to be your best friend, and you guys went divergent directions. Are you making this up as you go Most along? of it, yeah. <laughs> because, I mean, I don't know. That, that, well, that's your story. You could stick to it. No, I mean, look, I mean, it's if just the people are just people. And well, they, this is all provided one of them doesn't get fat. <laughs> <laughs> it's loosely based on weight. Well, yeah, I mean, it's... It's interesting you say that. I can barely stand myself aging in the mirror. Right. <laughs> you know, I right. can't imagine doing it with another person. I guess for many people, this is why I must refute your contention that I think people are simple. To, it's not about that. It's about some, it's the chip in you. It's how you're made. It's your personality. Who knows where it's formed? Probably when you're two and you're shitting your pants and so you're... No, it is. I, 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 but, I, I yeah. am here to tell you. That <laughs> whenever a guy starts something with, I'm here to tell you. Look, I just want to. I want to talk about herbal life for a little bit, and then I'm going to answer this question. Is that camera? A? What's my camera? No, I am. Uh, I am here to tell you that when you get married at 30, you think, I am I going to be attracted to this person when they're 50? That's what you did. Right, 30. like you, it's kind of weird, just like you don't like looking at your sagging balls in the mirror. <laughs> when you live with someone, you all you age at the same time. I know. And I, so right, there's yeah. a kind of a thing where you do want to fuck them when they're 50 because you've been there throughout the long right. ride. Right, and that's just, you're just describing two different personality types. If you can do that... There are people, that's great. It's And it's not about aging. Women well, can, I'm banging a 19-year-old now. <laughs> I, mean, don't, I, don't, I don't want you this to get the wrong the impression. <laughs> yeah. I think she's 19. Her yeah, English yeah. is so bad. Right. I, she, could, she could have said 90, but no way she would look like that. That's hysterical. That's hysterical. You can use that one. Oh, no, I wouldn't steal it from you, but... All I could say is that people are just, this is the most personal thing there is about us, like how we relate to the opposite sex or the same sex. I mean, there you go. Right. It can be any, how we relate to another human sexually and romantically. And it's just personal. This is, this is, this, you're actually in a better place because you can do that. Many people can't. And they either fake it or they cheat. Um, they do something. And it's usually not, the ideal situation, um, you know, there was a movie once called um, Second Wives Club. Do you yeah, remember yeah. that? It was like, I think, yeah. Bette Midler. And Goldie Hawn. Goldie Hawn, right. It was, and uh, not Mia Farrow, the other one. No, I think the Sarah other, Jessica Parker was. Yeah, the, was, and then the other Woody Allen girlfriend. Diane, uh, Diane uh, Keaton. Keaton, yes. Right, right. Uh, but Sarah Jessica Parker, I think, was the ingenue in this. Right. She was the one who the husband, the younger woman that the husband left 
Right. King Bette Midler for. Okay. Right. So I remember having the woman on the show who wrote it. She was very celebrated at the time, and it was a big movie, and, you know, yeah, it's yeah. like, you know, and of course the guy, the middle-aged guy <laughs> who leaves his wife of 20, 25 years and takes up with a. He's the, it's a ratty thing to do. It's a horrible, ratty thing to do. My question was, just tell me what the alternative is. Because it seems like you could either, if you're, and people get into this place right. all the time, they where that. they have passionless, it's just the marriage is stale and dead. So what is the alternative? Because right. you see me, the options are cheat, which is not right. a good alternative. Right. Um, or just suck it up. You know, right. just be <laughs> and yeah, like I think, I think cheating, sucking up, or moving on. I mean, they're all horrible options. They're, right? They're, I'm no, just, I, I I agree. I feel the same way. Like when they go, he was caught cheating on his wife when she was eight months pregnant, <laughs> and I'm like, well, it seems like a, a good time. Like I could rephrase that and go, he was that's, caught cheating, but story. she was eight months pregnant. <laughs> there was nothing like. She was eight months pregnant. Like, yeah, because she was. Yeah, that's so funny. You gave her a break. Right. Yeah, I I agree because what you're saying is we have we have a sort of make believe society. We we have two societies. We have the society we live in, and then the, the society we think we live in or talk about we live in is like, why didn't he stay with this shrew with the thyroid <laughs> condition for the rest of his life? And it's like. You're right. It's 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 a, it's a kind of a thing where sort it's it's it, it works politically too. It's like Putin's invading somewhere. It's like he shouldn't be able to do that. Well, send troops. No, we're not sending troops. <laughs> sanctions. Well, those don't work. But something should be done, and then they leave. You know what I mean? It's like something should be done. Like what what are the choices? There there right. is leave your wife. They're staying a loveless right. relationship, right. or it's go over right. to the you right. know, wild orchid. And get a rub and tug, and we, we frown on two out of three of those behaviors, but we don't frown on staying the loveless relationship. Yeah. And basically, what we're saying as a society is we're not saying stay in a loveless relationship. We're saying change your mind, but that can't happen. You know, right. it's like be sexually attracted to someone you're not attracted to. No, anymore. you can't conjure it. Right. You know, you can't, I mean, people are always talking about, you know, things like, you know, role playing and wigs and, you know, like whatever. No, I've seen <laughs> I real sex on your network. No, I mean, maybe this is my limitation to me as a human being, but that is just, none of that shit would do anything but just no, make me I, laugh I, out loud. I, if look, you, if you my, laugh, if, you know, I, look, I'm with you in that they do the thing where it's like, Ah, she's old and she's sagging, she's bagging, it's loveless or whatever. But what if she bought $14 worth of lingerie? <laughs> You're like, well, then if, why, why don't we put, put a sweater on my dog and I'll be attracted to that too. You know, it's like, yeah. I, then it looks like an old bag and a lingerie. Oh. Like, I'm not into that. I'd rather just have the young gal in, you know, saran wrap. <laughs> when it comes to money, you know the old saying, you can't take it with you? Well, why not use some of it to make sure your family is okay when you do go? And if you don't like them, you can always leave the insurance money to your cat. Policy Genius is your one-stop shop for life insurance at the right price. And you need it now more than ever. I mean, look how many things in this world are trying to kill you. 
floods and fires and droughts and monkeypox and who knows what else. So if somebody relies on you financially, you really should have life insurance. And life insurance gets more expensive as you age. So you should do it sooner rather than later. By making it easy to compare your options from top companies, Policy Genius can help you make sure you're not paying a cent more than you have to for the coverage you need. Click the link in the description or head to policygenius.com random to get started. In minutes, you can compare personalized quotes from top companies to find your lowest price. You could save 50% or more on life insurance by comparing quotes with Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com random to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. Club Random is sponsored by Liquid IV. When you push your body too hard or just feel run down, you have to stay hydrated. One easy-to-use stick of Liquid IV Hydration Multiplier in 16 ounces of water hydrates you fast, twice as fast as water alone. Liquid IV Hydration comes in refreshing flavors like watermelon, lemon-lime, strawberry, pina colada, and more. You can use it before a workout, when you feel run down, or after one of those long nights in Vegas where you wake up going, oh man, where did I put my hydration stick last night? One stick of Liquid IV has three times the electrolytes of traditional sports drinks and is non-GMO and gluten, dairy, and soy-free. What makes Liquid IV so effective is the use of the science of cellular transport technology designed to enhance rapid absorption of water into the bloodstream. Grab Liquid IV in bulk nationwide at Costco, or you can get 25% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code RANDOM at checkout. That's 25% off anything you order when you use promo code RANDOM at liquidiv.com. Experience better hydration today at liquidiv.com, promo code RANDOM. Hey, did you know HBO Max has podcasts? I'm on my podcast, doing an ad for a podcast about shows on my network, HBO. Wow, my head hurts. Now go even deeper inside your favorite shows with audio companions to some of the most groundbreaking and award-winning shows from HBO and HBO Max. Check out the latest podcast offerings from HBO Max wherever you get your podcast. Tune into the official companion podcast for the HBO original series winning time, The Rise of the Lakers Dynasty. Take a look behind the scenes with executive producer Rodney Barnes as he is joined by a collection of guests each week ranging from Adam McKay to Snoop Dogg. Get an inside glimpse of how this series sheds light on one of the most electrifying sports dynasties in history. Stream now on HBO Max and listen to the official Winning Time podcast wherever you get your podcasts. When you get going, you yeah. are, you are, I thought I was brutally honest, but you're really brutally honest. It's so refreshing. I, but but I, I do want to I do want to well, say just, this you know, about you just, that. You don't apologize for eh, maybe a little more. As long as I'm gonna be honest. You no, don't wait. apologize for speaking publicly the way everyone speaks privately. Well, okay. I'm glad you brought That's that up. That's really the next of it. I'm glad you brought that up. I'm getting some ice out of this. <laughs> oh, all right. I'm so, a terrible host I am. It's all right. Uh, look, here's I, I'm glad you brought this up. Here's the deal. You know, people say to me, shut up, don't talk about this stuff, stop talking about this stuff. <laughs> who says they, that? Oh, yes, the people uh, who are trying to bring you life. down. Yeah. I, 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 I literally, right. I, I do experience this. And I you know say, what? what the fuck am I doing in comedy? Why did I get into this? I'll go back to swinging a hammer. Why do this if you're not saying what the fuck you want? You know what? And it's... who are the other comedians saying, oh, you can't say, you can't say what? 
There's a song called, uh, if, you ain't, if You Ain't Got No Haters, You Ain't Poppin'. Right. You know Great it? Great Guy Lombardo. No. <laughs> no, I think it's Rico Ritchie or somebody. Right, so, right. <laughs> anyway, that's what you should be proud of. I, it, you know, for me, it's like there is no choice. Right. If I think of something and it's funny or it's interesting right, other- or it rings true to me, then I'm compelled to say it because that's the business I'm in. The worst thing to be, I think, is boring. Right. I, I just, I, it, I mean, I'd rather anything is better than being boring. <laughs> I had a, uh, I had a joke. Of, I had a black people joke, and Sarah Silverman came up to me and went, "Oh, well, that's a right that's away. A, that's a problematic right, way to went, say." It. I, oh, sorry, a, a joke, <laughs> a joke that pertained to African Americans. There you go. And See? and she said to me... And before we go any further, I just want to say as a, a PSA announcement right in the middle of this, this is that kind of moment where you go, okay, people of bad faith will take out of context or just say the... You know, and even though they know in their mind the way you said it the second time... Right. You know, you just said it like how people think your mind isn't a perfect machine. Yeah, but well, no I, ill intent. But no. they will try. They're I, I always doing this. But Is I this don't something? Care. Can we? Can, I, I know. I'm just saying. Yeah, no, I get I, it. I I'm get just it. calling out They're, the people of bad right. faith pre their bad faith. Yes. Go I, on with it, your story. It, it, I, it was a joke. And I ran into uh, Sarah Silverman at the comedy store. And she went, she said to me, That's a really funny joke. Too bad you can't do it. Right. And I thought, oh, we're at a weird inflection point here where a comedian. Right. You know, I'm not a commercial airline pilot, not a politician. (laughs) I'm a school principal. I'm a comedian. And another comedian is saying to the comedian, I love Sarah. You love her. Friends. Is saying, too bad you can't say something that's funny. Well, honestly, since I don't know what this joke is, (laughs) I don't know how. It was was basically... uh, Black, you know, black men are angry and this, that, and the other. And uh, here's how I know the world's, you know, when I stop at a crosswalk, the world's fastest people are the world's slowest pedestrians. And I know they're telling us to fuck off. And if they held, if they held the Olympics well, in a crosswalk, there'd be three Scandinavians I, on the... And that was... A, but it's a joke, well, just like a joke. Like I make jokes about my kids. But I... But I Okay, but could I add just one mm-hmm. one parenthetical little clause mm-hmm. that I think would solve this for everyone? Mm-hmm. If you just, after you say they're angry, just say, with good reason. Or something yeah. like that, that lets you... Rightfully so. I probably right, would the say audience rightfully understand so. That you, understand that, you yeah. understand that it's not just for yeah. no reason. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, well, if I ever do that or... Occasionally yeah. do it on stage. I will add the part where they have every right to be right. angry. Right, and, that, and that's here's saying, how I know. And that's that's right. all. Yeah, I mean, all this fucking back and forth, biting at each other in this country. So much of it could go away if just bad faith on both sides was thrown in the trash can. Yeah, well, bad it's faith. All, it's just also, come on, you know, I didn't mean anything about it. Get me on what you what I mean. You know, I'm, I'm okay with that. Don't get me on like, oh, you know what? We really know this isn't that, but we can present as it is. 
Well, you it's know, slimy. It's it, gross. It's I, I totally agree. It's really insulting and weird to call everyone racist or to say like you don't like children or you hate poor people oh, I don't or like like children. whatever. I mean, you don't like children, <laughs> but you hate poor people Although or this whatever chick it is. With, like, the, with, with the rollerblades is kind of like I cannot stop thinking about this it was, chick rolling. Well, and the mixture of thoughts and emotions in your mind. <laughs> I'm mostly stunned, but I feel like Jane Goodall. Like, I'm just, like, studying this in the wild. Like, I'm making notes. You know, I, I, I'm not oh, angry. I'm making notes. I didn't notes. finish my story. So I'm at this person's house. Wonder, oh, sorry. One, yeah. Wonderful guy. Uh, uh, great friend. Um, and, uh, it, yeah, the, the teenager in, just invites herself into the conversation. Right. I mean, there's just no thought. That's just how modern parents are. Mm-hmm. And we were sitting at one point, like, in the kitchen, and it was kind of bright, and I said, like, can, can we turn these lights <laughs> down, you know? And uh, they were like, oh, yeah, sure. And they did. And then the kid comes in. She's like, it's so dark in here. And I was like, yeah, we... And she turns the lights back up. Mm, and yeah. she came in with some food she was eating. So, like, it's like, wow. Just, like, that's... I was like, Wow. That's uh, that's bold. Oh yeah, you know, that's that's way up. that's a subway stop past where we were even like five years ago. They are weaponized. <laughs> the kids are like they they really are because you know I think a lot of it is we kept going like the kids are our future, the kids are our future. But I think there's a bigger point, which is Madison Avenue, because everyone always went. It's that young demo. We want to capture the young yeah. demo. Oh, you know? So it's like yes. if you mm. talk TV ratings, you go, well, I have 3 million viewers. Yeah, but in the demo, in the demo, <laughs> in the 18 yes. to 34 who can't afford right. jack shit demo, <laughs> that's the demo. We want right. the demo Exa who can't afford yes. a Mercedes that's to show a Mercedes <laughs> ad on our fucking show, you idiots. And like. Yeah, they never, like I I was 29 at one point. Right. I couldn't afford fucking no. toothpaste right. when I was 29. Right. Forget about a Mercedes. So we decided that this segment was the demo. Also, old people, older people don't want to get old anymore. Every 57-year-old chick is wearing skinny jeans <laughs> and has a fucking streaks in her really? hair. Well, I mean, we used to old people used to be Old. Yeah, you're right. I mean, they were there like, uh, like, look at me. Yeah, well, look at the <laughs> smoking pot in a little man cave uh, with my no children running around. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're right. I never grew No, up. but like, like, I, I don't know. I, why I, would I, you? I wish why, if you could avoid growing up, why but, would you not? As a, as a society, look no further than Gilligan's Island. <laughs> Thurston Howell III's wife, Lovey, was an older woman, and that there was Marianne, you know, in Ginger. Like there was a death, oh. there was a, there was a Mason Dixon line. You, you had some dignity. I'll, I'll put it to you this way. <laughs> okay, hold on. When we were growing up, if you were a fifty-seven-year-old woman, like you see the the real <laughs> the Real Housewives of Orange County, or whatever. I've never seen a Real Housewives show. But are they fifty-seven? They're in their Later 40s, oh, oftentimes, okay. early okay. 50s. You know, they have adult <laughs> right. children. They didn't, they, they're wearing fucking hair extensions. 
Like <laughs> there was a hairdo when we were kids. Like your mom's friends right. had hairdos. <laughs> yes. They were up here. They weren't swing. They weren't sitting in oh. their drink. You know right. what I mean? Like they weren't wearing skinny jeans and pumps. But, but are the <laughs> but are they real typical? Aren't they like the, the the kind of women that they hire for those shows who are very no? All all I'm saying is is this like sort of sociologically. When we were young, kids were seen and not heard. I'm saying and told to shut the fuck up. You're not involved with this conversation. There's no roller skating in the house of life. Fine. Now, Madison Avenue and TV has shifted the whole thing to young, young, young demo. So that the point that there's 60-year-old women trying to pass themselves off as 19-year-olds. When we, they, what what happened to support hoes? <laughs> well, but, women but used to wear support hose and like again, beige you, shoes. You, you keep trying to shift the responsibility off the parents. The parents did it. The reason why Madison Avenue caters to children is because the, they know the parents will immediately give the money to the children for what the children want. Yeah. Instead of I mean, going to see a movie, as, as adults used to do, they will give kids money to go see the movie and get them out of the house. Here, go to the mall and see Spider-Man. That's right. why Spider-Man well, think about is, think about all these douchebag dudes you see. They're in their 60s. They're wearing... Hey. Oh, sorry, no, <laughs> that right no. That doesn't make you a douchebag. <laughs> wearing van slip-ons and having multiple bracelets, that makes you a douchebag. Oh. Like, think about all these guys. They're in their 60s. They're wearing checkered flag van <laughs> slip-ons. Like, where's your fucking adult shoes? Well, the point is we shifted the entire yeah, focus to I mean, kids. Adults go to Disneyland. Right. Adults don't act like adults. They act right. like children. I That's mean, right. Again, you could like say, oh, look where you are with no children and me. Yeah, I mean, yeah. No, I'm, but I'm just as bad as anybody else, probably worse. I mean, why wouldn't you, if you could, stay in that arrested development state of not having the kind of responsibilities and the boring and the, you know. No, I. It, it's right. Trust but me, now- when that girl rollerbladed past you, you were thinking, oh, God, I was rollerblading in this house right now with that girl. That's really what went on it's in your like lizard. Like you climbed brain. inside my skull. <laughs> no, I will out truth no, you tonight if I. Well, no, what what happened? The problem is, yes, we would all love to be ten years younger. Fine. Ten, all right, twenty-five, <laughs> forty. All right, forty. I. Well, at some point, you'd have no career. Like, you'd go back to exactly. selling pie. I wouldn't be right. right. No, I couldn't. All right. But what, no. I'm, what I'm saying is, is <clears throat> if there's adults and there's kids in the house and the adults are trying to act like kids, now we have two kids raising the kids right. in yes. the house. And that's essentially the problem. Wow. The adults need to be the adult. Look at college campuses. You know, right. Weinstein or Weinstein, Brett Weinstein, Eric Weinstein, sure. or those guys. It's like they let the kids take over the adults on the campus on yes. Evergreen yes. University. Like this is a oh. big problem on college campuses. We need adults. The right. adults are the adults. They're the faculty. They're the administrators. And then there's the 19-year-old dumb well, fucks who don't know shit, and they're the kids. Adults, don't take up with the kids. 
That's the problem. We, the problem well, is the adults want to be 19. Do you remember that there was a video went out oh, probably seven years ago or something? It was at Yale, I believe, and the some there was a couple who were both working at the university, and the wife wrote a very benign email yes, about Halloween. Right. About like just can we just not lose our shit this year if some, by where is it, some, like, sombrero, you know? It's yeah, like some kid named <laughs> Lucas wants to go to Frito Bandita. Just <laughs> give a pass. Yeah, just don't. And uh, the husband, it wasn't even the, the person himself, the husband uh, is like accosted on the campus grounds by this little mob of brats and they're screaming at him. First of all, the idea of screaming at your adult a faculty, prof- faculty yeah. it's just like, again, who raised these animals? Right. And, you know, it's like the upper crust. This is like Yale. No, I, And I, they're I, screaming about like we, you know, we don't feel sa- safe from a Halloween costume. You don't feel safe? Who can, who can survive with this level of, uh, you scrutiny. know. Well, they're like emotional hemophiliacs. Yeah. If you're that fragile, you can't go into the world. Like, like I wouldn't. Uh, listen, my my 15 year old son just showed showed me like a screenshot. He just had a you know school meeting symposium, you know, with the classes and whatever. And it was a whole thing of like, if somebody makes a joke, how do you address the joke? You know, what do you say? You know, that hurt what? my feelings. This is the thing. There's where, a whole, where is this learning this? He's uh, LA this Unified. Is, this is in the school? They're saying this? <clears throat> yeah. The teacher is saying this to him. It's, it's a program. A program. That's within the LA Unified School District where they're basically saying if somebody makes a joke and the joke hurts your feelings, how do you confront the person and what's acceptable? Like, one, They're teaching them to be pussies. So, wait, we need a whole program? Oh, my God, to yes. To deal with how to deal with a joke? Yes. A whole program? Yes. Yes, that's where we're this, at. I, I, I know. Oh, and to what end? And, and, and the other thing, too, is you're making these people miserable. These kids. You know, when you're 19, you're supposed to be footloose and fancy Fucking free. Right. <laughs> I am right. the fuck. I feel the same way. But right. for alliteration. But I mean, you're supposed to. Yes. You're supposed to be fucking having a good time. You're supposed to be right. shotgunning beers and Sa- getting laid and fucking having a good. Save some moral outrage for the golden right. years. Like, <laughs> right. Don't worry. Yeah. You'll have to wear a brown suit and become the man. Yeah. And like at some point. But you're 19. It's, it's like you know, the weight of the world shouldn't be on your shoulders. Fucking get laid right. and blow a doobie. <laughs> Take your fucking shirt off. At the game and write a letter of your team on it. And <clears throat> we're doing this thing. And you, the thing that's very interesting about those videos you show, it's like the 19 year olds that are crying, like yelling at the professor whose wife said, eh, if you want to wear a sombrero, wear a sombrero. And they're like screaming, like, no. And it's like, it's so visceral. It's like, where's this all energy right. coming from? And then and how so, happy can you be as a 19-year-old? So, I mean, pompous and self-righteous. All roads lead and, to narcissism. And wounded and narcissistic. Oh, and all, I mean, just so many qualities that would make you go, wow. I just would never want to see that person again. I mean... Hopefully that person is very young and will mature out of this. Yeah, but, but I think plainly she, that person is a victim of her upbringing. I think what we're seeing in in it, but 
what you need to realize is while you're going all, you know, nurture, it's the nurture of society. It's like, I have two kids. I have boy, girl, twin. No, oh, and oh you have twins. I have twins. And that's right. it. Just one set of twins. That's it. And they're 15? Yeah. 15. And the boy oh. thinks like me. The girl thinks like society. So you can't always contain them. Right. You know what I mean? Like, you think about, uh, easy example, COVID. How would you say to your 15-year-old daughter, you're not in danger, right. you're fine, you're healthy. Right. You know, she's being hit in the face and she with believes, a tsunami of... Right. I and so, have, she wants, so she's telling me, if you're going to the market, wear gloves. Oh, and I'm saying that's bullshit oh, kicked up by CNN. I don't so, need to do that. Oh, she's saying, what do you mean? What do you mean? You, you know, she's oh, wiping down bo- bags of Grubhub before they come down. I, How is she going to exercise herself they, from society. Uh, what are we going to do? How are we going to get her away from that? Now, my boy just kind of goes, eh, you're the smart one in the family. I'll follow your cues. And my thing was like, fuck masks, fuck gloves, fuck all this. I'm hitting the road. I'm doing shows. I couldn't agree now, more. Th- this is bullshit. It's all cooked up. CDC, fuck them. Whatever the administration is, fuck them. Uh, Fauci, I don't believe that guy anymore. Like, I don't believe anything anymore. It's all it's all following a theme. You're young, you're healthy, you're fine. Don't worry about it. You don't have diabetes, you're not morbidly obese, you're you're 14, right. whatever. Get get on with your right. fucking life. Exactly. Don't don't lose this. It's, get out, by the way, get some goddamn vitamin D, go outside, get some exercise, don't get fat, you'll be fine. It'll be a fucking head cold that's for you. Exactly what but I said. My daughter is absorbing society. Right. And society's got the death whole thing up there also they have their friends they have the teachers unions it's not safe to go back whatever so i cannot extricate her from society she lives in the society and it's bombarding That's, her it's so sad and, that they we and have she done this bought into it they they were all over me this week because i said on overtime on real time last week that we were raising a generation of little Howie Mandels. Mm-hmm. But that's exactly what we're doing. That What you describe with your daughter is exactly that. Exactly. That is it. We're, we made children into the Howie Mandel syndrome. And that, you know, I love Howie. We all love Howie. Everyone loves Howie. He himself Howie. talks about how no one would want this, what he has. He said, it's ruined so much of my life. And, of course, how could it not? Yes. It's, it's just... Uh, no, it's spot on. Like, why would we want to burden them with this? Let them have a childhood. And Howie Mandel, I'll tell you a funny Howie Mandel story. And it, it'll speak to exactly what you're saying. And you're dead nuts on in that. Why are we turning them into oh. this? Now, my theory, my nefarious theory is I call it crate training. You can't crate train you and you can't right. crate train me. We're too fucking old, but you right. can crate train <laughs> a puppy. You got to get, yes. the, you, you can't get the Labrador when it's middle age. You got to get them when they're puppy. You get them into the crate and you crate train Who's them. Who's doing that? Who's putting us in the crate? I feel like it's the government <laughs> and society. And I'm, I'm not a conspiracy guy, you know. Twin Towers, not a Jew in the, the building. Gov- like, the gov- I'm not that guy. I'm not <laughs> no, I, know. I know you're not. Like, the, but the government, both Republican and Democrat, or I think it's more Democrat. I think, I think, I based, based on Ron DeSantis or Texas and Florida versus California and 
Oregon. You know, it's like, I right. feel like they just went, go out, take your own chances, like yes. whatever. Was- and then I'm in California. It's like, lock it down, no outdoor dining. Right. You know, to circle back, there's a place called Tin Horn Flats. It's a restaurant. It's in Burbank. It's owned by a family that I went to high school with. And they shut down outdoor dining. At a certain point, they said, fuck it. We're staying open. We moved everything outdoors. We built all the accommodations. We did all the stuff you want us to do. And they said, no more. And they shut down outdoor dining. And Tinhorn Flats in Burbank said, we're staying open. We're defying it. They stayed open. There's a fence around Tinhorn Flats now. It's shut down. They're out of business. The government did that. And the overreach of the government is fucking yeah. insane in this, during this period. We don't need to live in... Well, the, what it is is there is... The, uh, you're right that it is mostly coming from the left, the feeling that the more safety I want, the better person I am. That's really what the fundamental right. argument we're That's having is. We all want measures of safety and levels of safety. Right. We're just having a debate about what is the acceptable amount of death and sickness to living. Right. And so, yeah. sorry. No, it's, go ahead. How, the so, Howie Mandel story, which I forgot about. So <laughs> Howie, Howie Mandel, he's, so I was doing a show in, I don't know, I was doing a stand-up show. And um, Thousand Oaks or somewhere like that. And I, I was up on the marquee. And Howie Mandel and his wife and a couple of friends were eating right next door to Rib Place. And because Howie's a friend, after they were done eating, he, he wandered up to the, to the green room I was sitting in shortly before my show started. And I was just like, oh, hey, it's Howie Mandela. Hey, it's yeah. like, oh, I'm seating over here and I saw your name and I yeah. wanted to come by and say hi. Yeah, comics. Howie's, it's comics. It's what we right? love. He's a great guy. So he came in and this place, he had, because it was a rib joint he ate at, they had popcorn like in a big barrel oh. at the front door. That's you not know, for him. For some reason, peanuts, popcorn, oh, I don't know. I can't believe he was even in this place. Alliteration. He had what looked like one of those old shirt boxes that had like a nice shirt in it. Yeah. Filled with popcorn. And Howie, and I'm sitting with my group, my podcast guys and stuff, and Howie's got the popcorn tin. He's like, yeah, popcorn. People are reaching in. He's reaching in. Everything, you know, popcorn, popcorn. And I said, well, wait a minute, Howie. You're a germaphobe. You got this popcorn lid. You're passing it out to everybody. Everyone's reaching in, grabbing it, and you're reaching in, grabbing it. I said, how does that make sense with all the germophobia? I I don't get it. And he goes, you don't get it, Adam. I'm nuts. (laughs) And I was like, is that real? Yeah, it's absolutely true. And I was like, I had a revelation because I was like, oh, oh yeah, he's nuts. That is a revelation. It doesn't have anything to do with popcorn or but he, Neutrogena, wow. or any of the you know, Lysol, he, he's nuts. That's, <laughs> but we're, we're trying to make sense of his wow. nuts all that, the time. Like, Howard, you, you don't have to Lysol down that. No, like no, a, I'm nuts. That's like a scoop. That's yeah. a scoop. Well, I'm going to shake your hand. You don't mind. No. Because don't. we don't believe that we, can, we can't avoid germs. 
We and can't. we shouldn't even try. No, we Some weaken them, our yes. system. Exactly. We We're weak. hurting our okay. system. All right. Thank you. This was Thank so you. fucking fun. And, you know, uh, come here. Handshake. Uh, hug it out as well? <laughs> <laughs> But I want to go back to the kid roller skate. Now, what's floor of the house was this? This was the entry hall. Okay. A lot of hardwood. Hardwood floors. Yes. They are fucking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like, yes. Good.